From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Cynthia Freud talks to FNC reporter J.D. Duggan. Freud is the realtor selling the Four Seasons condominiums in the RBC Gateway Tower in downtown Minneapolis. Freud discusses her optimism about downtown and the changing dynamics of the area. Hey, all right. Today we have Cindy Freud, a real estate agent focused on downtown Minneapolis, who is selling the Four Seasons residences at the RBC Gateway. Uh, thanks for being here, Cindy. Uh, first, tell me a little bit about your work. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, so I sell, as you said, I sell real estate in downtown Minneapolis. I've been um, focusing on this kind of niche um, actually for about 26 years and uh, started in the Mill District with selling um, some of the uh, historic renovation here along the riverfront back in the late 90s. And I haven't gone anywhere. So I'm still here. I've got a little office um, right here on 2nd Street across from Mill City Museum and a small team. And we're really hyper-focused on just downtown real estate sales. Awesome. Yeah. Minneapolis and downtown specifically has really... uh, There's been some bad press, you know, over the years. um, But that's obviously not the full story of the area. Have you had any troubles with selling Four Seasons condos? So Four Seasons is is the project... uh, well, it's the biggest project I've ever worked on. Um, we're we're representing United Properties on that um, on that building, selling just the private residences on top. And it is in a location that has really never had residential. It's um, kitty corner from Whole Foods, if people know where that is, right? Um, on this kind of magical corner of Hennepin, Washington, and Nicollet. And um, you know that's been a vacant parcel actually for about thirty years. Um, so it was, uh, that was a bit of a sketchy block, to be honest, for decades. And now with the, um, arrival of, uh, the gateway building as it's called and four seasons, um, it has really changed a lot, um, in that quadrant. And I think just linking North loop with the riverfront and mill district and the business district, it's been, it's really filling this void. Um, and has provided this missing link um, after all these years. So having certainly RBC as the anchor tenant in the office building, plus the hotel, Gavin Kaysen's restaurant, Mara, and then the private residences, it has brought just this new life to the neighborhood, really creating a neighborhood, actually, that, that had never been there. Um, so certainly, you know, during COVID, <laughs> we started this project in 2019, um, and then COVID hit. And with, you know, 85% vacancy rate in downtown office buildings, you know, we certainly felt that, as did every single major city in the country. But with people returning to work 
you know, going to Twins games, going to Timberwolves games and the Guthrie and farmers markets. It's, um, I've never been so happy to see traffic in my life. (laughs) We're back to, you know, traffic cops at every intersection downtown now. And it takes me 20 minutes just to, you know, drive from one end of downtown to the other. So people are back, they're shopping, they're eating, they're going to games. And it's really fun to see. Definitely. I just did a, I did a story maybe a month ago about downtown and a lot of people talked about, you know, as some of these office vacancies went up, um, places like the downtown neighborhoods, Mill District and North Loop specifically, mm-hmm. uh, kind of remain vibrant and, and maybe even thrived through some of that. Have you seen how has that, how have you seen that dynamic change? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Look at the North Loop. I mean, right. all the restaurants that are opening now, I mean, obviously it was, Sad to see some of our neighborhood institutions close. Um, but, you know, with that comes this rebirth. And that's what we're seeing now. Uh, a lot of developers, a lot of small business owners, restaurateurs taking the leap and investing hugely into these neighborhoods downtown. And, and we need that. We need these business leaders to step up and um, and really take some leadership roles and you know, it's, it's everything. It's the commercial, it's the retail and the residential. And you can't have one without the other. They all depend on each other. So I really commend um, these, these uh, business leaders for really putting themselves out there and, um, and investing with capital and getting other people um, to join them. And one thing that I think has been so interesting is um, the residents who are choosing to live downtown. Um, you know, I think there's been a lot of negative press, especially, you know, around the time of COVID about people fleeing downtown for the suburbs. And, you know, you heard that in New York City and Seattle and Portland and Chicago as well. Um, But we really did not see that. I I think we saw natural attrition. But what we really ended up seeing is a lot of people choosing to stay downtown and do kind of this condo hop. We call it condo hopping where maybe they're downsizing or they're you know upgrading or they're coming from a rental to ownership whatever but we did not see the 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 flight to the suburbs um like the media would suggest um and those it's interesting because those people who did flee to the suburbs as you see in Manhattan right now going on in Brooklyn they're coming back they're trying to get back to the city um because they're missing the lifestyle they had and now they're priced out. You know, mm-hmm. now they, they can't buy now what they sold at their place for, you know, three years ago. So that's been really interesting. And I think just looking at the demographics, you know, who's buying downtown. But uh, for our team, the majority of our buyers already live downtown. Mm-hmm. So that's really validating. They want to stay downtown. Yeah. What would you say? Uh, can you expand on that on the demographics of who is wanting to live downtown right now? Sure. Um, I mean, we see it all. We see kind of this, um, I I always refer to kind of this barbell effect. We've got um, younger, like millennials on one side of one end of the barbell. And then on the other end of the barbell, we have baby boomers, empty nesters. And we see a lot of multi-generational purchasers downtown, actually. So maybe the kids are here um, downtown because they, they work downtown and they we're seeing young families with strollers walking all over the place. And then the parents are saying, hey, I, I want to be close to the grandkids or I want to be close to my kids. And maybe I'm still working or maybe I've got season tickets to the twins 
or maybe I'm still on a few boards. I want to be where the action is. And I want to be able to walk, you know, a couple blocks to see the kids and go out for dinner together or go to the theater, whatever. It's really fun. Um, and then we see another segment, of course, people who are renting and leasing and they're moving up to, to become owners and taxpayers downtown. Um, that's very fun. We also see another segment of the population who maybe are purchasing something downtown as their, you know, quote unquote, urban cabin. We've got people look at Rochester, for example. We've got a lot of people affiliated with the Mayo system. They live and work in Rochester, but they want to have a weekend place where they can go to great restaurants and games and theater and, and explore, you know, all the lakes and things to that nature. So that's a really fun segment to think about. In addition, of course, to our relocation um, demographic, people coming in for work from out of state. Um, they're transferring here, you know, with various companies um, and they're choosing to live here. And it never fails. We, we meet people that say, I only plan to be in Minneapolis for a year or two. And I've been here 10 years. I just love it, you know, and the, they're having families here. So it's, it's really fun to see all the different uh, varieties of people making up our downtown community. Sure. Would you say those same demographics, <clears throat> excuse me, apply to the Four Seasons? Are you able to share share about the type of people who are moving in at the Four Seasons? But, yeah, the people who are purchasing at Four Seasons, uh, they have one or two things in common. The, the common denominator is either downtown Minneapolis or the Four Seasons. We have people that will say, I want to live downtown. I want to live in the best building I possibly can. Um, and they're committed to living downtown. And about half of our buyers at Four Seasons actually already live downtown. So that is really validating. Not only are they staying downtown, they're choosing to buy the most expensive real estate they can find downtown. So that is very validating. And then the second group um, at Four Seasons uh, would be people uh, in the surrounding suburbs. Um, they're selling the big house. They want to simplify their life. Um, they're buying at the Four Seasons for the services that they can receive, all the amenities at their fingertips. Um, and maybe they have homes elsewhere, you know, where they spend the winters or, or what have you. Um, we don't have the international foreign investors here that a lot of cities have like Toronto, you know, Boston, New York, Miami. We just, we really, um, Vancouver, we just don't have that foreign investment in the Midwest. Um, but I would argue, you know, when you look at cities like Toronto and the issues that they're having with foreign investors coming in, um, pricing out local people, um, we don't have that issue here. These are primarily local people from either the Twin Cities or Minnesota um, as the majority of our buyers. So I think that that tells a very strong story. Sure. Yeah. What are your expectations for the future of downtown, considering all this investment we've talked about and all these changes? Uh, I'm the eternal optimist. And of course, I'm probably biased and my livelihood depends on it, <laughs> as do many others. Um, but I'm very optimistic on downtown. I think uh, we've really turned a corner. All the, you know, like we discussed, all the businesses that are popping up um, out of and since COVID, 
and the investment that's going on and the big visions, I, I think, um, will be really what carries us here over the next few decades. Um, when you look at how this city has changed over the past 20 years, it, in a lot of ways, it's, it's, uh, it's just completely evolved. Um, when I first started selling real estate downtown in the late 90s, there was no Guthrie Theater. There was no, um, there was no downtown library. There wasn't even Target Field. You know, think about it was just all surface level parking and frankly, kind of a dismal place with some sketchy neighborhoods. And I think it's only improved over the past couple decades and that will continue. And honestly, I think that um, major contributions to this city, like the Four Seasons Gateway project, RBC Gateway, I think is the official term, like US Bank Stadium and, and everything that has happened around US Bank. And uh, other places like that, I think those are true catalysts for other great projects, both commercial, retail, and residential to follow. Um, a lot of developers have their eye on this city, and they're seeing what our local developers are doing. You know, United Properties, Ryan, Aladdis, et cetera, George Sherman. Um, mm -hmm. These are developers who are putting their money where their mouths are and, and they're really making things happen and they should be commended for that. And, and my hope is that others will follow. Yeah, it really is crazy seeing the bird's eye pictures of downtown 20 years ago compared to today, because you're right, right. it's a lot of parking lots. Right. Um, so I, I know you're not that. Well, I, I'm curious, is there anything unique about the state of the top of the housing market right now? Would you say, um, like, is high-end luxury type of living in a different place than some of the mid-tier, lower-tier parts of the housing market from what you've seen? Yeah, I, I think it's different, um, for sure. Different demographic, different needs, etc. Um, however, I think it's important to keep it in check because the upper bracket here in Minneapolis is like... Uh, entry level in cities like Boston or San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got to keep this in perspective. Um, four seasons, you know, our, our prices uh, for what we have left are between two and $6 million. That's the top of the market here. But in Boston, you couldn't, <laughs> you can barely buy a parking spot for $6 million in Boston. Sure. I'm exaggerating, of course, but, um, but you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. $1,200 a square foot is our average price per foot at Four Seasons. And that would be very, I don't even know if you could touch anything in cities like Boston or, or Manhattan for that. So, um, so first, number one, we have to put it in perspective. Um, but for our market here, um, you know, is it a smaller buyer pool in the luxury sector? Of course it is. It's much smaller. But are people in that bracket? Um, willing to invest in this city? Absolutely, they are. Absolutely. And we need them to continue to. And in order to do that, they need services and amenities and infrastructure that supports what they want in this, in this downtown living environment. But what's nice is that we do have um, options all across the board downtown. Um, you know, we've got some great buildings and great neighborhoods where entry-level buyers, you know, at 300,000, um, could certainly find something or renters as well. And then everything in between. And, and there's such a variety of housing too. I mean, you could find anything from, you know, a walk up 
historic brownstone to a luxury tower to a mid-rise to a historic loft, you know, conversion to townhomes. I mean, it, it's a nice variety, but we need more. I would argue we need more. So if there are developers out there listening right now, please build for sale housing downtown. I think we've got plenty of uh, apartment rental options, but we need more ownership housing options downtown in a variety of price points, in a variety of different types of architecture. You go to world-class cities, like, um, you know, you name it. I mean, San Francisco, look at um, Toronto. I know I've mentioned Toronto several times, but there's some phenomenal architecture. Um, Chicago, even, you know, Austin, I mean, Seattle and Portland, look at some of this architecture, really daring and bold that's going up in these other cities. And, and we need to follow suit with that. If we want to keep people in the city, we've got to offer some really interesting architecture that's different from everything else that's out there. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's great. Um, Cindy, I really... I. I think you have answered most of the questions that I was planning to ask. Were there was there anything else you wanted to add? Hmm. I you know I don't think so. I think um, you can tell. I mean, I'm really passionate about the um, environment downtown. Um, it, it's a wonderful place to to live and to work. And um, for any of your your audience members who maybe haven't come back to work yet. Or haven't tiptoed downtown, you know, since uh, since COVID. Um, I would highly encourage people come and go to the Guthrie, come to the farmers market, come to a Twins game. You know, Twins season is opening up in a couple of months. Um, go to a Timberwolves game. Come and check out all these new restaurants. Take a walk along the riverfront. We have a beautiful city. And it's something I think um, that we should all be really proud of. Do we still have work to do? We do, but um, I'm really proud of of the, you know, kind of the evolution of the city, and still looking forward to where we're going. Yeah, awesome. What's uh maybe one more question? What's the uh maybe a unique appeal to the Four Seasons? Oh, the Four Seasons. Um, well, of course, it's our only five-star hotel and residence in the city, which is unbelievable. Um, and, and my hope is that will be a catalyst to, for other high-end hotels um, to come in and, and private residences as well. But certainly the, the level of service and amenities are, just can't even be touched um, anywhere in the city. And uh, for people who have not come here yet to the Four Seasons, I would encourage it. You could come for dinner or drinks. You could come um, for spa day, bring your swimming suit. You can use the steam and the sauna as well. Come and call me and I can give you a tour of the residential opportunities, but, or even just come and have a cup of coffee at Soka Cafe. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful building and, and I would encourage people to check it out. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time. All right, thank you for having me. Yep, take care.